Welcome to a special bonus episode, the Home and Nestorations Q&A. You send me your burning design and decorating questions, and I'll share my answers to help you get unstuck and move forward. This round of questions are about cozying up spaces, kitchen cabinet heights and giving your kitchen some personality, and also podcasting. I'm excited to get started, so let's do this. Welcome to Home and Nestorations, the podcast that helps you design and decorate your home with confidence. I'm your host, interior designer, real estate investor, and best of house winner, Sally Sorcelli, here to help you create timeless designs that'll make your home or rental property stand out. Thanks for listening. Well, hey there, and welcome to this special first bonus episode. I'm so excited to be doing this series as I get questions all the time in my email list or in DMs or even friends and family. And so let's get started. I hope to do these every couple of months. And if someone sends me a question, you might also have that same question. So I love this series because it'll just help more people get some of these design and decorating questions answered. I'm so excited about this first question as it's someone who subscribes to my emails and this person actually lives in the country of Malawi, which is in Eastern Africa. How cool is that, that I'm reaching people all across the globe? I mean, that's just so exciting. And her question was about cozying up a space. And I had lots of suggestions I sent her and I wanna share them with you. The first is to, if you're looking to cozy up your space, whether that's your home or your investment property or your business, is to add some comfy seating. Nothing makes us feel cozier than having a comfy place to sit. I always love a durable performance fabric because they just resist stains and you don't have to be as nervous about people kicking their feet up. And always adding some nice throws and decorative pillows, all of that just adds some fun layers that makes a cozy space. Tip number two is fun statement lighting that would add some personality and a homey feel. And when you are adding any fun lighting, always put light bulbs that have a soft, warm glow. I love 2700 Kelvin. 2700K is the way it's written on most light bulb boxes because it gives a soft, warm glow. If you get up to 5,000 Kelvin, it's a really cool bluish tint. It's not very flattering. I also love tip number three is to add some plants and greenery to a space. Tip number four is adding texture. That's another great way to cozy up a space. That could be an interesting wallpaper, a wood focal wall, textured furniture or accessories. And speaking of accessories, they add a cozy feel and you can do that with books, interesting decorative objects, beads. There are so many fun things, flowers, all ways with accessories to add in a cozy feel. Also, I love to put interesting art on the walls. I always love bigger art or you can do a gallery wall. If you're really trying to create a story, you might have pieces from collections over your travels and all different times. Another great tip is to add window coverings or drapery panels. That softness in fabrics creates another layer, as does rugs. Something soft under our feet helps to add that cozy feel. And the big gist here is just adding layers. People often miss the mark when they're designing their spaces because they don't have layers in the rooms. 
You need some stuff. Even if you're a minimalist, you can still do it very tastefully. Have varying heights of objects, things on the floors, things that are different sizes, things on the walls, accessories, comfy seating, art, rugs, fabrics. All of those layers helps create a cozy space. All right. Thank you so much for that question, Cindy. I appreciate that. All right. My next question is from someone in Tennessee, and that is, should I mix cabinet heights in my kitchen or what can I do to give my kitchen a little personality? This is a great question as kitchens are really such an important part of a home or a property and it can make or break the sale of a home if you've got a bad kitchen. Now, I personally love cabinets that go to the ceiling as it makes your space look taller. And frankly, no one wants to clean the dust that accumulates above cabinets that are a foot away from the ceiling. I know in my own home, I have cabinets with about 10 inches from my ceiling. It's not enough space to put anything decorative up there. And I sometimes feel like that can look a little overdone and outdated. So I do prefer cabinets that go to the ceiling as I remodel my kitchen starting next month. I am taking my cabinets all the way to the ceiling, having some decorative molding up there. It'll be great. Now, I don't love always staggered heights. I would just rather you take all of them to the ceiling. It's just my personal preference, but there are other ways to add some special personality, and that's maybe incorporating some glass doors on some cabinets. Now, I yes, you do need to put pretty stuff behind it. I don't like a lot of glass cabinets because it's just not as practical because it shows everything behind it. So if you've got 8,000 sippy cups or mismatched plates, we don't want to see those, right? We want to have things that look pretty or are more uniform. Like I use all white kitchen plates, so putting those behind a glass cabinet would be fine. If I have different types of glasses and things, I don't always love to put that behind glass doors, but adding just one cabinet of glass doors in my own kitchen remodel, I am incorporating one glass display cabinet that will hold all my white serving pieces. It'll look really clean and the back of the cabinet will actually be wood stained to help make that that white um, porcelain stand out. All right, also, I love adding a little bit of open shelving. This is a trend I like in small doses. Again, kitchens get cooking grease and dust. I don't want to spend my free time dusting all my dishes on open shelves. So I do like just small doses. Again, in my own kitchen remodel, I will be having a small section of some floating shelves with a beautiful tile background. Just give some visual interest, a little Pinterest moment there. But I'm too practical to do a whole kitchen of open shelves. I know I see that on Instagram and Pinterest, but that is just not for me. And I would not recommend that to pretty much anyone because it just isn't practical in the long term. All right. My third question actually comes from someone here in California, and it is about podcasting. Now, I love this. I love podcasting. And even though I'm newer to it, I think it's really a great way to connect with people as our attention spans, reading blogs and the internet, they can be so short, right? We're looking at one website and then we see an ad or we see something and we click that. And all of a sudden, we aren't even anywhere near the original article that we clicked on. And we might not want to read the whole thing. We're skimming. But when I'm driving or running errands or making dinner, 
I can pop in and be completely engaged in an hour-long podcast, and I'm consuming all that great content, which is why I so wanted to create my own podcast to have that same experience because it one reaches different people. Not everybody wants to sit there reading online. Not everybody loves to be on social media, including myself. But I, when I'm walking my dog Dexter, I'm always popping in a podcast. And this way I've got 30 uninterrupted minutes and I'm just listening and absorbing and learning. Oh, I just love it. So anyway, the question that was asked about how really starting one and what equipment was used, things like that. So I am not a teacher of podcasting, but I do have some experience now. And so I will share what I have done. Now, there is a little bit of equipment that you need, but first you need a topic. Whatever are you talking about? For me with design, I knew what mine was, but depending on what your business is, or if you don't have a business, what is your topic going to be about? Then you do need some equipment that can be the most scary for people is the tech stuff. You need a good microphone and a headset. And then there's a little bit of editing software. Now, if you're a a Mac user, you could use GarageBand. I have a PC, so I use Audacity. There is a small learning curve, but I admit I am really not a giant tech person. I mean, I can get around things, but my husband is really the software guy in the house. So if I have an issue, I always laugh. We work in two different nearby offices in our house and I'll just shout out tech support and and ask him to come over if I get stuck on something. But when it comes to things like podcasting, I actually will know more than he does about that. But there is a small learning curve. I use Audacity. I watched a few YouTube videos. It was super easy to figure out how to do it. And then you do need a hosting platform. I use Buzzsprout to host my podcast, and but there's also Lisbon, Podbean. There's a bunch. You'll also want to write a podcast description that's describing what your podcast is about. And then from your hosting platform, again, mine is Buzzsprout, you'll connect your podcast two different directories like iTunes and Google Podcasts and Spotify and all the podcast directories out there. And then it's time to actually start creating your podcast and recording. So I make outlines for everyone. I like to be a planner. I mean, I'm an over planner. And so I do research. I make outlines for my podcast. And then I'll find a quiet place and I hit record. And once I record, Then I'll listen over and edit. I'm trying to get better to do less editing and just make this more casual and authentic because it takes time to edit. And then I hit publish. Now, you can buy a course to learn how to do this. I didn't. Instead, I bought a book from an entrepreneur that I have been connected with in the past. Her name is Crystal Prophet, and she has a book called Start a Binge Worthy Podcast. I found it on Amazon. It was super quick and easy. And it really broke things down really simply. So again, I'm so excited to get this question from someone local here in California. I think podcasting is such a great place to just give you a platform to speak and to connect with people. It's been so great for me and I've been getting great feedback on my podcast and reaching so many more people than I could have imagined. And I just love that. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for this first bonus Q&A. If you have a question for my next Q&A session, 
You can hit me on Instagram with a DM to me at Nestorations or send me an email, hello at Nestorations.com. And when you send me your question, I might have it on my next Q&A session. Thank you so much for joining and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day.